You were reaching in the back of your closet for some new fall wardrobe. I mean, old fall wardrobe that you haven't seen since last fall. And you saw a little thing of Turkish Delight on the shelf, and you tried to get it, and it dropped and it rolled, and you kept walking in the back of your closet. You kept walking through the back of your closet, through those old clothes, and you kept walking and walking through the back of your closet. And the, the thing of Turkish Delight kept rolling and rolling and rolling, and a Narnianic feeling came over you, and next thing you do, you're in the sausage hut. And you saw a nice leather couch, and... Widescreen television, Wi-Fi, an old picture of the world on the wall, and a out-of-work professional wrestler on an exercise bike, pedaling as hard as she can to keep the lights on and keep the tiki torches burning bright inside of the Sausage Hut, where, as always, I'm your host of... The Why Bother Theater, Johan Johnny Helbasa. And I'm back for another installment. You may have heard me on the Mark Aram show talking about various things, mainly fast food and football and Game of Thrones and Olympics and anything else he wishes me to talk about in short chunks late at night on a big radio station somewhere in a big city. How about that? Sorry to let that music go so far, but sometimes the knob just gets away from me. The nab, the nab, the nab. It's been a while. I think it's been, uh, it's been two weeks. I don't know. Who cares when you're binge listening to all this because you can't get enough of it and you're already on number 16 and I feel like I should have 16 more of these waiting to go for you. So you could just keep on binging, keep on binging, keep on purging. And why not go buy a t-shirt while you're at on johnnykielbasa.com? That's where everything in the world begins. You can listen to these things. You can see the transcripts of the football minutes I'm doing. You can buy a t-shirt. Did I say you can buy a t-shirt? It's the coolest t-shirt in the world. Uh, I heard there was a bunch of my t-shirts at the Decatur Beer Festival this weekend. Walking around. People... Noticing the if the cholesterol's high, so am I shirt. Heard a rumor on the street about that. Also heard Mark Aaron was gonna be there, but uh, I don't think that happened. We wouldn't know though. Because he doesn't appear in public ever. He he lives in a hovel. He wakes up, he goes to work, he comes home and he sleeps. That's all he does. He's on the TV, he's on the radio, and he's nowhere else. But hey, someday maybe he'll wander into the sausage hut. I don't think so. I don't think so. He won't be showing up around in these this part of town anytime soon. But good for him, you know. He's got a lot of things. He's got big time things going on. So anyway, yeah, the uh, Decatur Beer Festival. How about that? I, I, I guess a bunch of my fans were there wearing t-shirts and uh, walking around and drinking beer. Isn't that a fun day? You get in and you get. They, they they shortened it to four hours. Where it used to be five, I believe. They give you a little glass and you just walk around and sample various 
different types of beer from all over America and all over Georgia and all over Atlanta. And then you, you know, you start loosening up a little bit and the, the beers they pour for you go from little sips to bigger sips and then full glasses. And then they just start giving you full bottles of beer. And then next thing you know, you wake up the next day and you got 15 new Facebook friends and you don't really know why. (laughs) Oops. Unfriend, 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 unfriend. (laughs) Yeah. It was a good weekend in the big city this weekend. Where were you at? Why weren't you around? And you're, if the cholesterol's high, so am I shirt. <laughs> I know that uh, baseball's on all of a sudden. Postseason baseball, it's heating up for the four teams left in the playoffs and probably nobody else in America that really cares because baseball is hard to watch and I don't know how I don't know how baseball goes 162 games a year and people still go to it and pay. I guess there's really nothing much else to do in the summertime, but that's really not true anymore because there's plenty of things to do in big cities. You could watch soccer. You could uh, go to plenty of other places, but when you know when your team is in the postseason and they win it, they win one, and all of a sudden they're playing for a pennant. It's kind of cool. I suggest uh, and these, but these midweek, midweek playoff games that start at four p.m. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You gonna? I mean, I'm not. You have to leave work early to go w- watch the game that starts at four. I know what I did. I just came to the sausage hut after work and I had DVR'd. So I power watched the first six or six and a half innings, I think, because the game was moving pretty fast. So that's I think that's pretty much the only way to watch baseball. It's at like about times four. And then you go up to times 60 for the commercials. And man, do they pack the commercials in every half inning? You got commercials. So that's another good thing about not watching it live. It's the same. The same thing goes for football. Give yourself about a half hour, except this time I had about an hour and a half to get through. And then you just rip through. But if you know, but if your team has runners in scoring position, then you might watch it in real time and see what happens. Or if you see someone jack a homer, you know, you can go back and just see what happened and replay it a couple times. That's kind of fun. So you don't have to sit through the whole game and watch all the spinning. And the scratching and the wiping. And it's the, the seeds. Oh, the the seeds. It's just probably just a matter of time before the uh, bird seed people start or sunflower seed people start complaining about, well, you know, that's uh, it's too much sodium if you eat too much bird seed. It's like, well, we couldn't have tobacco, so we switched to bird seed to get to get you guys off my back. Now you're on my back about about sunflower seeds in, in the salt. I mean, can I have a nut in peace? <laughs> uh, can't I have a nut in peace? Won't you leave me alone? I need something to do with this oral fixation that goes along with baseball. And the bubble gum. Oh, the sugar. You can't have the sugar in the bubble gum. Can't have salt in the sunflower seeds. I mean, what do you want me? You can't drink. I mean, why can't you drink in the dugout? I'm sure they can, but you might as well. There's a lot of sitting around in baseball, a lot of waiting for things to happen. I mean, there's only about 12 minutes of game action in a, in a game of football. There's there's probably less than that in game of baseball. I'm talking about non-pitching and catching. 
the, I wonder what the amount, the average amount of time of a game ball in play that's not a pitch. I wonder how much that actually is. You sit around and wait for that. Oh, that is great. That's kind of like soccer in a way where you're waiting for things to happen. Maybe not. Baseball is really not any, like anything else. And I haven't watched enough cricket to know about it. Yeah, but I keep yawning. You guys are keeping me awake. I don't know why I'm taking time out to to broadcast this. But I got, uh, I got, I think I'm going to have two in a row here because I got some El Chapo madness to drop on you too. It's just a matter of just throwing it up there though. Because you just kind of got to let, you wind up, wind them up and let them go. So I'm sure you're glad to hear that. More content from J to the K. One of the things about <laughs> baseball now, now these days, I don't know how long it's been. Cause I haven't watched much baseball lately. But they have the instant replay now. I, I don't know. If they've had it for 10 years, I apologize. Um, Yeah, the, the I saw a replay yesterday that was hilarious because the ump in it you know there was a play at second and it was a close close play and i was like well did he tag him did his hand come off the bag did he tag him and the the, uh the umpire the the stoic home plate umpire goes and he just looks troubled he looks like he just can't stand the entire concept of the replay and goes over there like like he's been scolded like he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to have, you know, anything challenged. So he puts on the headphones and then they wait and puts on the headset. And the other guy, the other ump has to, I guess, witness it. I don't know to keep it from being corrupt. And then they read, then they stand there and they don't even look at it. I actually, I think they look at the, the replay on the screen, but I don't think, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's official. So they try not to let the camera catch them looking at the screen. Looking at the replay screen. And then so the guy, you know, he got the the umpire gets the he gets the the call up from wherever. I don't know. Do they go back to New York for that? Do they is there a guy somebody in the in the stadium? I'm not even sure who he's talking to. But so so then it the the call comes and it changes it to an out. They called him safe on the field and they called him an out and then it was out. But the way the way the umpire made the call just cracked me up because it was the most nonchalant out call you could possibly see. You know, in football, when they go to the replay, it's like it's like a game show because they always show three shots. They show they show the ref in one shot and then the two coaches in another shot to get their reaction. And they don't do that in baseball. They're just like, okay, we're we gonna get anything from this ump, and and he's less like, he just like started walking back towards the plate and barely raised his arm to give an outside sign. He didn't even give the you know the thrust of the fist for an out. He just like raised his fist. <laughs> and you know there, there's millions of people at home and forty thousand people in the stadium waiting for him to make this dramatic call. And he just, it was just like he couldn't even be bothered. He just like raised his fist. <laughs> it's like, it's out. Not after further review. You know, he didn't like walk out to the, he should walk out to the pitcher's mound and give a big hiya. Or you give him a microphone, you know, after further review, he's safe or he's out. 
But now he's just like, I know you can't see me, but he's just like, how, how would I compare that to? Like you're given some sort of uh, five knuckle salute, <laughs> but your but your wrists are pointed towards you. You know, it was just like, Meh. he's out, and the place went berserk too. You know, like he couldn't he could have he could have made it a little more dramatic. He's just like, oh, okay. oh yeah, we were wrong. But I think that's what he he's just so mad that they're wrong, and he hates that. And it wasn't even his call; it was the second base umpire's call. He's like, oh, yeah, let's get on with it. Don't make a big deal about it. <laughs> big deal. It was a huge out and a huge game. It was kind of like, and here's a parallel for you. It was kind of like Barry Windham when he was in the Four Horsemen. I know you guys all remember that, right? <laughs> we used to make fun of him so bad. Barry Windham, you know, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, Ric Flair, and Barry Windham. Was Barry Windham an original? I don't think he was an original. Was Arn Anderson, was Ole Anderson an original horseman? Was Ole then Luger then Barry Windham? Or was Luger an original horseman? I don't know. I mean, they, they, you know, then a lot of people came the horseman. It kind of, they kind of franchised it out and it kind of got weak, but. When Barry Wyndham was in the Horseman, it was probably it might it was one of the best, best times to be a Horseman. So they, you know, they'd always if you look and you can look this up too. They always held up four fingers, and you know you see Tully Blanchard hold up four fingers, and it's he's holding up four fingers. Arn Anderson's a little more relaxed, but you can still tell he's holding up four fingers. And of course, Flair, he's holding up four. You can tell they're holding up four fingers. But when Barry Windham did <laughs> Barry Windham just kind of limp handed the four. So it was it wasn't like he was giving you four fingers. It was kind of like just he was like holding up his holding up his limp hand. Not he was not that he was limp wristed. I mean, I heard nothing but good things about Barry Windham. But he just wasn't really good at making four fingers to say, you know, the four horsemen. It was just kind of like, here's my hand, and my thumb happens to be behind my hand, so there's four fingers. You know, he's not doing the four, and you got to it palm, it's, you know, it's it's uh, palm facing you four. It was just kind of like, eh, eh, like his hand was dead. Here's my four, four fingers. <laughs> if you could see me do it, it'd be a lot funnier. So that kind of, you know, nonchalance is the same kind of nonchalance that this umpire just did the, eh, he's out, meh. So it's Barry, you know, so the umpire is just like Barry Windham doing that thing. And you know what? Another parallel I had was like, it reminded me of when Osama bin Laden was holding the microphone and everybody was making fun of the way the way Osama bin Laden held a mic. He was just kind of that limp hand thing. And you know what? Even South South Park even noticed it when they were doing this was back whenever when South Park was doing the Osama bin Laden cartoons, they even made it a point to have his hand. <laughs> he was doing like the dead hand. Uh, you know, he just, I don't know. He's not Michael Jackson who knew how to hold a damn microphone. It was Osama bin Laden with just like it, the microphone. You know, it wasn't, he wasn't holding the microphone. It just like 
the the microphone just happened to be in his hand you know like his hand wasn't doing making any effort to hold this microphone it was just there just like Barry was not making every any effort to make the four fingers he's just giving him the hand <laughs> the thumbless hand and the ump bringing it all back just like eh. which i guess is also a credit to him because you know he knew that he, that's all he had to do but you know some guys when they're some one of the greatest things in sports as far as officiating goes is calling somebody out you know it's like i'm going to pull the trigger on this especially if it's a called third strike uh, to be a third out in the game you know you want to some guys pull the arrow back and let it fling some guys do the inside outside some guys do the big hand and like you you're grabbing grabbing your fist out of thin air and then pumping it <laughs> but then uh you know the the subtle parts like the first base ump you know on an obvious play is it gives the like barely he gives the nonchalant he'll he might like he might just fling his hand out just like me everybody knows he's out yeah and this that's what this home play umpire did in the game he just gave him like the nonchalant first base umpire out but even though it was the after further review this is huge hiya that's what it should have been he should have walked up to the pitcher's mouth and punched a hole through space and time boom because he was at home he could have hand, hammed it up and the crowd would have went berserk well, they went berserk anyway I I did a little umpiring in in uh, college when I was in cooking school in the summers and fuck talk about a thankless job and I think parents have only gotten worse since back in the day when I was that age you know complaining at their kids game about the umpiring and, and you've got kids working there for I don't know what it was I remember you had to you only got paid at the end of the summer so you had to work all summer without getting any of that money and I think you got like 750 a game or something like that it was ridiculous how little you got paid but I remember having <laughs> there these little kids you know you like the couple years into pitching and they these catchers couldn't even catch the ball you know they were they wouldn't even be paying attention sometimes the ball just come flying past you like hey i didn't care i would i would punch i would punch these kids out you know not i mean like for i mean punch a third strike not punch them but you know if you come out there'd be like five people sitting in the stands oh nobody got a kick out of it except me and the kids didn't care, you know, they didn't care, but I don't care. Was it, you know, oh, you're, we're talking about fourth grade, fourth grade girls playing softball called third strike. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get them used to the game. Make a big deal about stuff and tell them to get that bat off their shoulder. You didn't sign up for uh junior hot stove league. So you could sit here and take a third strike Get that bat off your shoulder and swing because I got somewhere to be in an hour and a half and this strike zone is as big as the whole diamond. Because If it's anywhere close and you can swing at it, you better swing because I'm calling it a strike because they ain't paying me enough and they don't have the, the strike zone camera on me. 
Oh, so baseball's almost over. Another couple weeks. It's crazy. I I thought baseball used to only go like to the third second week of October, and now it almost goes to November. It's redonk how they stretch this out, but it's not as nearly stretched out as the basketball. The basketball playoffs, which is stretched out over what three months or something. Again, fun when your team's in it. Doesn't matter when your team's not in it. It's just cool to see packed stadiums full of baseball fans going crazy, even though you know most of them jumped on the bandwagon two weeks ago like I did. (laughs) But enough about baseball. Coming at you live from the Sausage Hut in downtown Sausageville. It's week or six or seven of the football minute with Johnny Kilbasa. He's your home. And we don't know what he's going to say tonight, but he's probably going to say it pretty fast. And he's probably going to mumble in between. And he might say stuff that doesn't make sense, but one way or another, we're going to find out what he has to say pretty soon here. Brought to you by Amco's 10-Yard Fight. The greatest football video game ever made, everybody. Here. And the sausage hat. Week six or seven, somewhere in the doldrums of the bye week, your Georgia State Panthers almost pulled one out, but the Troy Trojans used protection and pulled out and pulled away to win. The Rambling Bees of Atlantic Station finally found some of their own sides to pick out and solo win from the Georgia Southern Fried. Drew Brees went Breezerk on the NFC champion Panthers. So much so, the Cam Newton whimpered and cried and left the post-game press conference early. Next question. Your Magic City Falcons got squeaked by the Seattle Seahawks. Too bad my fantasy quarterback Ru- Russell Wilson had zero touchdowns. Atlanta's in the north part of the AFC South right now. Georgia, Georgia, no peace I find. Just a homecoming choke job to Vandy. Keeps Georgia. Hummerman. Colin Kaepernick got off his knees and into the game just in time to get stampeded by the Buffalo Bulls. Thanks for playing, Rocky Top. The dream's over. Roll Todd spanked the orange right off the balls. We won't be seeing them in the back in the uh, top ten anytime soon. Between football plays and pharmaceuticals commercial, the sons of Guy Hugger well on their way to sweeping Dudley Do-Ride all the way to hockey season. Hey, there's still football being played last night. The House of Cards beat Benny and the Jets on Monday Night Football. And the Buckeyes of Ohio State University beat Wisconsin, who is the same team that beat LSU. And that's because the Big Ten Conference is the best conference in football this year. For those of you who don't remember, 10-yard fight, maybe the first, maybe the first football game besides, now this is probably before Atari football, which was another great game. 10-yard fight was a halfback pass-based offense, and pretty much the only way you were going to gain yardage is by running the halfback pass offense. You had to let, and your guy would always go in motion no matter what. Now, you can make him go in motion up the middle. You could let him get out there, let him get out there, let him get out there and run a gangster, uh, gangster slant in, try to hit him fast. Or you just run the bread and butter halfback pass offense because when you swing it out, swing it out wide, 
you give your guy, you give your receiver a chance to run that backside post like he does every single play. Now, if you got some some room in front of you, you're half back and take off. So one way or another, that's the name of the game. And then you hear the boom, 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 and you get they let you break about three tackles every play, and then you try to score a touchdown. And then one another great thing about ten yard fight is you never had to play defense. You started, I think, in high school. You drive the ball down the field. You score a touchdown. Then you go to college. You drive the ball down the field. You score a touchdown. You go to the pros. You drive the ball down the field. You score a touchdown. You go to the super pros. You drive the ball. Down. I suggest everybody go play 10-yard fight or just look it up on YouTube and watch somebody else play it. I wonder if anybody's twitching 10-yard fight. That would, that's what I should do. I, wanna, I think I might start my own Twitch channel. There probably is, let's see, let, what's the uh, concentric circle thing where you draw the graphs of people? Let's see what the uh, overlapping circles would be for... People who listen to the Mark Aram show and people who listen, play video games and listen to Johnny Kobasa. I would say that's probably about four people. <laughs> so those four of you who are listening and enjoy w- watching people play video games, especially old video games, you do that. I, I was, but I actually, if I did do Twitch, I would do some, I, I, I'd like doing Angry Birds play by play and I want to do more of that because I think that's really what I was born to do because, um, Angry Birds will go on forever, and there's a lot of a lot of room there for interpretation. And I think I can play. And, and I pl- the way I play, I play Angry Birds. I think I told you this before, but I play Angry Birds. I won't I won't go to the next scene or the next board until I get three stars. And sometimes that takes a long, long time. But sometimes you just get lucky. I mean, it, I like to do that when I go on plane rides. I played the I, I I've played the same. You know, I've tried to figure out the same board all the way across America in a, in a plane. And and some people just want to get through it. You get your one star and go on. But that's not really how the game's played. Every screen, you know, it's easy to get one star. But if you really want to be a champion, you go for the three stars. And sometimes it takes 200, 300 tries because the room for error is nil. But anyway, if I do, if I open up a Twitch channel, then maybe I'll do that. And I got to play some new games, you know, because I've been playing Fallout Four for the last year. Granted, I don't get to play that much. I don't get to play that much, but when I do, I like playing Fallout Four, and I could just spend all my time on, you know, just doing stupid administrative work. But now, and I still have got two, two and a half down DLCs to get through, which could take forever. The way I play, you know, you got because I'm always in power armor. So I go, it's always needing maintenance, and my companion is always losing her power armor. So I got to get that too. So that involves getting a lot of junk, going back, repairing the thing wherever I set up shop, and then going back and doing stuff. But, you know, you never get killed. I mean, I get killed every once in a while, but that's just because I'm dumb and I don't remember to take a stim pack fast enough. Or I run into super mutants who are just tagging me with that um, big machine gun that's just just eating bullets a hundred at a time i saw the red red dead redemption's coming out next year yeah great thanks for the teaser on that fall of 2017 i, I read red red people love red dead redemption i played it 
I mean, it, it's Grand Theft Auto in in the in the Wild West, you know. And there's horses and things, but it's still basically the same kind of concept as Grand Theft Auto. I don't see why people like. I mean, people. Play, I think they still play it online. They just go around and get on their horses and shoot each other, which is good. Hey, if you like it, then that's cool. I'm I'm about questing, so I'm definitely gonna play it when it comes out. But I got a long ways to go. I think I got I got games to play in between. If I ever get off of Fallout Four, I think I've been playing it for almost a year now. I mean, not a year straight, but whenever I do play, I gotta play that. I gotta play the new Witcher. And I download free games from Xbox, so they get like yeah, they give you a couple free games every year or every year, every month. So I've got a bunch of those on my Xbox hard drive that I haven't played yet, and I like playing FIFA too, and I haven't even got around to that. What can you do? What can you do? I know what I can do. I can get off of here and stop wasting your time. Because I'm going to be doing a fast food review in a bolt an hour. In a bolt an hour. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this takes us, kids. And we'll see what the fall brings. Because I got to do more podcasts. Which is fun to do. But and now that the days are shorter and... It's going to be dark all the time. Might have more time to do it. I don't know why that would... Not that I spend any time outside anyway. <laughs> Thanks to everybody who bought a t-shirt. Thanks to everybody who wore them at the Decatur Beer Festival. Thanks to all of you for checking this out. And thanks for telling a friend about it. And... Uh, Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on the, the Mark Aram Show Monday nights doing the Football Minute Tuesday and Thursday. Fast Food Reviews New. And check me out. Coming out your mama's back, though. Hi, yay, yay.